0: You are listening to an all-new, all-different episode of Aim for the Bushes. I'm your podcast person, Pablo, also known as J-Pav, also known as Pav, also known as Pavi. And back with me again today is the one, the only, special podcast person, Alex.
1: I'm a special little boy.
0: (laughs) I'm sure your mom told you that every day growing up.
1: Every goddamn day, baby. (laughs) How's it going?
0: Oh, it's going pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, so today we are talking about liberal bias in the news media, because we know that all media, especially news media, because one thing I'll say right off the top is I hate when people just say the media. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the media does X, Y, Z, it's like, what do you mean, the media, every single freaking thing on the planet, the media.
1: (laughs) You mean the the news
0: media, the sports media, you know, the film media, the entertainment media, like. You know who? People which, who
1: say the media don't know. <laughs>
0: which media are you talking about? <laughs> Anyways, we're talking. People
1: who say the media think a bunch of monkeys get in one room <laughs> and they all produce all of the content that exists in
0: the world. Well, that's the secret. Is that you know all content comes from a bunch of monkeys chained to typewriters that produce classic all the all the classical literature that you know. But before we get into monkey. that, what's that? <laughs> nothing, okay. nothing. Nothing. Before we get into that, first. Our non-legal legal legal disclaimer, which is simply that the views that we express here uh, in this episode and other episodes of Aim for the Bushes is simply that they're just our opinions. So you can agree with us. You can disagree with us. There's no right or wrong answer because they're uh, just opinions.
1: Yeah. Fight me if you want.
0: Yeah, there's that. that, I'm, ready, I'm, that
1: I'm ready for hand-to-hand gladiatorial combat.
0: Okay, that's pretty <laughs> intense. I wasn't expecting this level of intensity so soon, but that's okay. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, liberal bias. So, if you're not familiar with this term, it's basically the idea that uh, news media. So, think like uh, you know, television, news networks, uh, newspapers, magazines. Websites, now that we're in the 21st century, websites, the internet, so things on social media, like Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, mm-hmm. all that crap, Instagram, whatever. Uh, there's always a uh, bias or slanted view that leans towards the left, right? When you're talking about politics, you know, you have your more conservative slash right views on the right, and you have your more uh, I don't know, I guess socialist, communist, whatever views on the left. So a lot of people would argue, I don't say wrongly, that a lot of the way stories are framed and told and like news items and all that stuff are told all are always leaning towards that left side of the political spectrum. So they're always going to favor things that are more lefty or leftist kind of thing. right? So you'll hear that term. <laughs> Liberal bias. So people who are right-leaning, who are like conservative and maintaining the status quo and all this stuff, their opinions or their viewpoints are not held in as high a regard as, you know, left-leaning opinions or left-leaning viewpoints, right? So they're always at a disadvantage, basically, because nothing is ever reported or talked about in like the public discourse in a fair manner, it's always advantaging things or people or viewpoints on the left. So I'm here to tell you that that's not true.
1: That's (laughs) false. That
0: does not happen. Straight
1: up wrong. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) The best you get is something of a center position, but everything tends to lean right. So I would argue that there's actually a conservative or right leaning bias in, in our news media. And we're going to obviously talk more about this as as to why this is the case. And the case or the reason why this is the case is mainly capitalism. So if you need the quick answer, it's because of capitalism.
1: Money, money, money must be funny.
0: Usually the people that complain about this stuff are right. This is what's the, you know, what boggles my mind is is right leaning people who complain about liberal bias. And so one of the first things I guess that we kind of have to clear up here is like the use of the word like liberal, because in the US, they use liberal as the word to mean. Anyone who is Mm left-leaning, where liberal doesn't really mean that. So in other parts of the world, if you call someone a liberal, you're like a right-leaning conservative (laughs) type (laughs) person. But in the U.S., because they have their conservative liberal, and even here, too, in Canada, conservative liberal, liberal party, conservative party,
1: yeah,
0: we kind of fall into that dichotomy as well. In the U.S., it's worse because you only have two political parties uh, for a lot of state and federal government bodies legislatures whatever but that's not what it means like the word liberal itself it's a, like an economic theory because I was confused by this for a very long time
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: it's basically a conservative economic theory that uh basically argues that people should be left alone from government free from government uh interference to pursue whatever it is they want to pursue in the free market that's like mm-hmm. a very general sense it's not necessarily like a dictionary definition so if you want like an explicit definition go look that up but that's the the basic idea. Is that you know when you think of like laissez-faire capitalism, right? It's like we don't want any kind of government intervention or minimal government intervention slash regulation. Do
1: you have any Do you have any history on how the term liberal transformed from an economic a term for an economic political view into a, a political view that is apparently more left leaning and socialist-y?
0: Mm, no, not off the top of my head. The only thing I can really think of is just that. Uh, The two parties in the U.S., you know, you have one that's more right-leaning, one that's more left-leaning. And because the conservatives are, like, so conservative that, like, anything to the right of them is left, I think people who are liberals, because liberal, you could argue, is probably more like center, center center-right in terms Mm -hmm. of their politics. So anyone that's to the left of someone who's on the far right becomes a liberal slash leftist. Because anytime you hear about this talked in the States... Uh, Anything that's not like hardcore individualist conservatism or libertarianism, uh, you know, you're, uh, you know, communist, socialist, you know, anarchist, (laughs) leftist person, right? When it's like, that's not, that doesn't describe the majority of people, you know, in those extreme terms. I'm just
1: doing a, I'm doing a quick little, quick little search here. Uh, Go for it. And it seems like um, that, like the transition from like the economic notion of liberalism yep. because liberal liberalism in general was always based on the rights of the individual liberty right yes. um it considered of the government equality before the law it tra- and you, it's very it's very clear it's, very, it's very, kind of easy to see how that transform not transformed but like got mixed kind of lumped in with ideas of like individual rights right mm-hmm. or democracy uh and freedom of speech kind of thing um or in a free in a free market right if it's all about like the liberty of the individual um and it seems like in about like in the early 20th century is when because uh, in opposition to stuff like uh communism that was happening uh and conservatives and like fascism that was happening in the in mm-hmm. europe right uh that's when social liberalism as we know it today kind of came into its purview in europe and north america
0: this this is something a subject that has always like annoyed me because like when you grow up you always hear about this always mm. always it's funny because con- people who are right-leaning conservatives one of the things they like to harp on people who are left-leaning slash liberals is always how they're complaining about stuff, right?
1: Yeah, they can't shut up about that kind of thing, though.
0: You know, but, like, (laughs) all I hear from people who are, like, conservative is complaining (laughs) about how they're being silenced for being conservative, you know? So, this is always, like, frustrating me because it's like, you know, you're always complaining about something, yet saying that the other side is always complaining. It's just a lot of complaining on rounds. I find it, like, very annoying. But, um, so, like, you know, obviously this is, to me, this is a subject that's important because it really is a, an effective way, unfortunately, an effective way of really shutting down conversations mm. that, uh, you know, people are trying to have with regards to, you know, uh, trying to fix things that are, I don't want to say broken, but are problematic in our like society. And you always get like this pushback from people who are right-leaning uh, in this way. And part of it comes down to like how people get Uh, their information. And that is like from the news um, of like a large portion from news or like, uh, you know, media uh, in terms of like uh, entertainment media, I should say. So like film, television, right. All these things have to kind of portray, you know, uh, whatever topic they're talking about in a way that maintains like the status quo. Yeah. Right. So which is the status quo is maintaining the institutions and power structures that we currently have, that are currently established, which basically favor people with capital. That's why it's called like capitalism. So all the people that have money, they want to continue all those systems because they want to continue making money, right? So like corporation Mm -hmm. stuff, their goal, as I said many times, their goal is exclusively to create money to create profit, to create value for their shareholders and nothing else. But the way they operate is not in a vacuum, right? They use other people to create, this value right so to create whatever the product or service it is that they that they provide or 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 make that's their goal is to just keep creating profits so that they get richer so if they're the ones that kind of uh you know end up owning you know news media and all that stuff our news corporations are part of that system where they even if they're not owned Absolutely. by someone who's rich, they're trying to maintain their own value and capital and their power that they sure. have that they've amassed. They're financing, from. right? Yeah, they're yeah, trying the to maintain I, those systems always, as well. So, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, the thing that I was going to say, the thing that always strikes, and I'm glad you brought it up, is that always strikes me about like uh, news media in particular is like, uh, and you can tell, you can kind of see it in the way that they report about things mm-hmm. is like who's financially backing them, because mm-hmm. normally. Or at least, and if you if you're a little critical about what you're what the sources you're reading from and, and how they're being written, a news me any uh, a news corporation that is funded by, uh, the, you can see that you can see where their funding comes from based on how they report about certain social issues, right? Yeah. Uh, like the oh god, I don't know, like the Star and the Globe and Mail, which are both Canadian uh, newspapers. journal right. newspapers, are there are much more conservative. Uh, and in their way that they talk about, at least in my the way that I the, how I read them, uh, in the way they talk about issues, and you can tell it's beca- and they have like you know big financial backings in like the Conservative Party of Canada and like Alberta oil. Uh, well, definitely the Post, right? Like, definitely. Oh, for sure, the
0: Post. Like, because I would argue that like the Star and the Globe and Mail are more center. Mm. Yeah, Center News, especially like I don't know if you ever read anything from the Post, which I don't suggest you do because the Post is <laughs> garbage for the most part. Because all they do is like the Post and the Sun, but I don't know if the Post now owns the Sun. But anyways, very like right leaning mm. type thing. So yeah, as you're mentioning before, when you read like the definition, right, like strong on like individual rights and stuff like that. Yeah, which I don't have a problem with individual rights like on their own. Yeah, I think no. people should you know be free to you know, kind of like make choices that impact them and not necessarily have to go with what like a broad consensus, like, you know, if you want to compare it to a solid government where you have like a king or queen or something like that, or, you know, where like a noble or someone of a higher class can mm-hmm. come and dictate to you, oh, well, you have to do this because, you know, this is how our society is set up. But it's like, no, well, no, I want to go and, you know, do this thing, this other thing. Like in that yeah. sense, yes, it's fine. But because we have a society and we don't live in like, I guess as like an Island of individuals where we are literally just concerned with in our like the immediate, state of nature. Yeah. Our immediate like welfare and well being and all that stuff. Right. Like we collaborate constantly. Shout
1: out to Thomas Hobbes.
0: <laughs> well, that's one of the people that like, conservatives will you know defer back to 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 like justify they fucking
1: love they love jerking off
0: huge (laughs) Hobbs boner it's like gigantic it's like oh my god but all that kind of stuff is like theoretical it does not really translate to how we live now. now in like our modern like societies. like i said it's very collaborative in the sense that like you know do you uh pay individually you know like for like your plumbing and all this stuff and like for different infrastructure uh, you know, for your electricity, I don't just mean like paying for electricity. I mean like literally having it installed like in your home and like the power like generation plants that produce the electricity, right? Like we all benefit mm-hmm. from that, right? We wouldn't even be able yep. to record a podcast here right now because we wouldn't have electricity if it wasn't like a communal true, thing
1: true. for everyone. You I
0: mean, think about like the roads, uh, you know, sidewalks having access to public transportation, uh, you know, mm-hmm. so you can get around and obviously the main maintenance of this stuff, you know, so like maintaining, you know, things like bridges and maintaining buildings and having, you know, people who inspect this stuff to make sure, you know, it's not going to like fall down and like tomorrow or something like that, you know, and people doing waste management and all these other small little things that you don't even really think about that all comes from a collective effort. It's not an individual person or corporation that takes care of those things. Right. So that, liberates you from having to do all that stuff yourself because because can you imagine like if you had to <laughs> do everything on your own right you saw you no, come you somewhere didn't. it's like oh i gotta like not even like build no. my own house i gotta get the materials right
1: yeah you know, that i gotta means, like, chop I have down to, the
0: trees i gotta I have to, mix the cement. I, have to, <laughs> the cement I have to get the cement i have to get the different it's particles true. that make up cement it's like true. no one thinks about you know like nah. what would actually be necessary if you literally did everything like on your own so when we talk about mm-hmm. this stuff you know like this idea of of doing it by yourself you know i worked hard all like on my own it's like well you didn't though. Like other people have helped you along the way we either directly throughout the course of human history exactly <laughs> yeah. we come from people who have lived long before us who have built the things that we now have right or that mm-hmm. we build on top of and yeah. that's like in the literal sense in terms of like you know, foundations of buildings and stuff like that, but also like knowledge that has been acquired and discovered, you know, and practiced, uh, by other individuals who figured all this shit out. So that way we don't have to figure it out because Hey, someone did it like, you know, a thousand years ago, someone, someone discovered how to do something, right. We don't need to carry that knowledge with us. It's fine. Right. Mm -hmm. But then to turn around and act like, Oh, well, no, I have an successful company and I built it all on my own. and i i worked hard it's like that's not i'm not saying that people didn't work hard but you didn't do it all by yourself though right like the society myth
1: of the self-made person is very much a like liberal in the sense of the economic way Mm uh myth right like that that totally alien that totally like moves removes the self from like exactly that the history of human collaboration that brought them into the current place where they Were able to even start working Mm -hmm. in the way that they wanted to to achieve the goals that they wanted to.
0: Yeah, and what carries us to the future as well, because like the collaboration has not stopped. Like we're still working on things collaboratively and you know pushing Mm -hmm. forward as like a species
1: through how we continue
0: collaboration. Like it's no no one doesn't name me one person where it's like I figured everything out on my own and I had like absolutely no help. It's like no, you fucking nobody have tons of people that help you like in different, in different ways. Like when you go to school and you get educated, you know, you have like, you know, your teacher, you have your classmates, right? You have the people who built your freaking school, or you know, who power your school, who clean your school, right? That's all true. the way up through, through university. And if you do postgraduate, like, you know, all these different things that have aided you. And then even the idea of a business itself, like if I'm the owner of a business, unless I'm the only employee through the entire life of the business, it's not just me that does it, right? You have your other workers, your colleagues who put forth effort and give you their time, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. to, to make the thing, whatever product or service, whatever it is you do. It's those people that make it a reality. It's not you. Like if you build something, you build an object, unless you're the only person that works at building that object, other people partake. So other people assist Mm -hmm. you. You maybe get to a point where it's like, I physically myself do not have to work at assembling or putting this thing together. I can have other people do it. I oversee. I'm not trying to say that there's no value in overseeing because obviously there is, you know, uh, you want to have someone looking over, make sure everything's coordinated well and people are working together and things are getting done in that sense. Mm -hmm. Keeping track of stuff, that makes sense too. But it's not just that one person though. It's everyone who comes together to make that product or whatever it is a realization
1: yeah you're you are removed from the fruit of your labor if you're doing that and uh, you know what you know as as our daddy mark has once said i <laughs> think the best thing but uh on that very quickly I th- it, yeah it's super interesting like i feel something that just came to me now is like i feel like a lot of people who have that kind of mentality of like mm-hmm. uh, of i'm doing this by myself right view their relationships with other people yes uh and in that kind of way as transactional Rather than collaborative, Hmm. right? Like it's a frame of mind where everybody is trying to one up the neck the other person to for their own gain. And in that in that kind of mentality, you can only think of your relationships to other people and to other things as exploitative, right? Because you need them for yourself, right? Like a person who has that kind of mentality, looking at like for instance their employees or something, is just like, well, they're working for me. I'm making, uh, I'm paying them to do this kind of thing. We're not collaborating. Uh, there's a dynamic that's that's different there, right? Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, we can. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know. Uh, it's 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 kind of a fucked up way to view the world. Uh, like when you if you're thinking if you're thinking that everybody's only doing things because there is a def, there there is an argument and I've read about this and it's like people appear to be collaborating, but it really is only out of self interest. Yeah. Right. Like. Ah, Uh, that kind of that you can go down that rabbit hole forever right like of like oh but they're actually being nice but actually it's only for themselves but then it will benefit but then they're actually doing it to benefit other people but it will benefit themselves so there's like an infinite feedback loop of fucking self-interest yeah uh it totally delineates the idea it totally fucking smashes like that notion of just like of the uh, the, uh, I i think we hit on it before of like the historical context of people working together even at the very base of like Sure. Like if I have a thing that needs that people need in order to create something, they might pay me for it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's how we created trade. That's how we did everything. But like people always used that to do things to better society, which ultimately benefits the whole. If, If somebody and we've seen it when people in power, people in positions where they can have that transactional relationship only use other people and resources for their own gain. Uh that's when revolutions happen. <laughs> have you seen? Do you have we seen we know what happened in France? We know what happened in the USSR, right? Like it doesn't lead to good things.
0: Yeah. And uh it's interesting because I saw a video about uh satire like yesterday and this will be like a topic for another day uh kind of like about satire and if it's effective and all that mm-hmm. stuff but uh, one of the things that um and uh this is a bit of a deviation a little tangent you know as we as we are yeah. known to do we'll we come love, back to
1: uh, love our little tangents on the show
0: <laughs> the main topic in a second but one of the things that the video uh touched on there was like the idea of revolution um, being so like watered down in terms of like mm. late stage capitalism and Uh, capitalist uh, realism which is the idea that like the world like no no one can picture a world that works without capitalism so it's kind of like creates this like deterministic fate where it's just like uh there's no way out this is the only way that the world can be and will ever be which isn't true but people get stuck in this mindset uh because it's come on like so so gradually that like what they said the idea of revolution is supposed to like basically kind of like what you said where it's like you kind of like it's like people pushing back and rebelling or like overthrowing uh you Mm -hmm. know the people in power or something like that but now like revolution has been like relegated to the idea of like a new technology bettering our lives right because we hear about that whenever like uh you know a phone comes out or if it's actually a new like technological standard of some kind comes out right The one of the f- first things only things i ever said is that this technology is revolutionary revolutionary right? so yeah you, you can so it, it made me like oh yeah that's a good point it made me think about it like oh yeah like how it's kind of crept up very slowly uh you know where we are at today in terms of like our economic systems and capitalism and all that stuff is that
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know most people don't realize the gradual change and part of the gradual change is that you just become so accustomed uh, to your way of life that, you know, you accept it because it it happens very, very minutely. It's not like a large shift and generally for change to stick long term, it does have to be gradual changes. But right now they're happening in a way that I think is harmful to society as a whole and benefit only a select few, uh, in the world when we can definitely be doing things that would benefit a lot, a lot more people. But I did think that was interesting in terms of that, um, that kind of like dynamic, that view of like, you know, what, what something, what it means for something to be, uh, revolutionary
1: revolutionary yeah I, i'm very quickly on this because i think we, we've we've very we've, we've, we've tangent we've tangented quite a bit it's Okay, but we'll, we'll i was bring gonna it back. say oh we'll bring it back we always do we always do <laughs> no i was gonna say uh that i think yeah that's a really i'd love to see that but hey i'd love to watch that video that sounds awesome uh you can send that to me i'll anytime. send it to you yeah uh but i was gonna say that yeah uh revolution as an idea i think is so far in the past or has been um deep not demonized but like the narrative is very different about uh what a re- what revolution means today than it was uh even even with the even at the start of the USSR in the early 19th early 20th century right where it's like today the common perception of revolutionaries are radicals right are like people who right like Perhaps in their own way, rightfully, but are always portrayed as fucking with the system, right? right? Which shouldn't be done, right? You think of you think of revolutionaries, and the the most common like portrayal of that in the last twenty or so years has been like people like the populations in the Middle East, right, where that kind of turmoil is happening, or what had been happening, right? Like, and of course in North in the West, the there's a there's a very there's an easy narrative to be like, well, look at those. Look at the look at what revolution does to people when you're trying to upend systems, right? Uh it's clearly bad, it's clearly radical, it's clearly mm-hmm. not what's uh not the right way to go about things, right? Revolution gets a bad rap. Uh <laughs> most and because of the narratives that we have around it, right? Mm-hmm. Revolution is always radical. And that's I think we when we come to think of radical as Always bad, right? When radical change is sometimes necessary in terms of creating a future that's better for people.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I know I said that this was like a tangent, but it's also kind of it is it is a tangent, but it's also relevant to the discussion. It is like, relevant. It is relevant of of liberal bias because it's it's these very systems that you know propagate the idea of a liberal bias in general because they want to maintain the status quo. So part of what uh, you know, like I said, how people get information comes from like sources that are in this system that we are currently in. So anytime someone you know rises up to give pushback on that, or again wants to mess with the system, trying to change things up a bit, you know, you have all like I said, all like the right wing people come out, whether they're like newspaper articles, because sometimes it's written of people like on YouTube and stuff, mm-hmm. or Instagram, TikTok, whatever uh you know like how they discuss issues that affect our society as a whole is going to influence again how people think and approach certain ideas right so uh, one of the articles that uh, you know i think it was a forbes article that i sent you right
1: Oh my God! I cannot believe this is a this was a Forbes article, I, and it's not I,
0: surprising its position because it's Forbes, right? So it's definitely it's, not, it's really not surprising. a a, a right leaning you know type of publication Forbes magazine. like they're definitely going to be all about maintaining the yeah. status quo and all that stuff. So I wasn't surprised
1: before, before yeah, go you go ahead, like for all these for all you listeners like really i re I truly do invite you to go into the show notes and read this article. Yes because it sounds it sounds like it's fake it sounds like the person writing this it sounded like satire uh to me when i first read it and i was like wait a second no this is real
0: yeah so when you think about like different things that come up like in the news uh for example like let's say universal health care all right or medicare for all type uh type plan which in the u.s is a bit more controversial than it is here because we have a system-ish that kind of like leans toward that. Although the system that we have is far from perfect, and actually should have more to it. But when you when you take a look at something, like, an idea like that, Medicare for all, right? So basically, it's like I would like to live in a world where anyone can get medical treatment, right? It's as simple as that. Like I have a problem, yep. doesn't matter what it is. You know, I need medication. You know, I need eyeglasses. I need surgery for something, you know, I need to talk to a psychiatrist, you know, whatever it is, like I should be able to go and walk into a place, get treated and pay nothing or relatively little, right? And if we had a system that was funded, uh, you know, that would be doable. But when you read about it in 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 news articles and all this stuff, uh, you know, news programs, uh, people who are like uh, pundits or whatever, especially in the US, you are right? This idea is presented as bad. Mm-hmm. And I I can never find like an actual justification other than maybe cost, but it's social. That doesn't mean anything to our
1: system. Other than (laughs) other
0: than yes, political ideology that they're trying to espouse. Because that's the problem with the modern system here. A lot of it is uh, just contrarian, especially in the U.S. It's just like if you have a position, we're just going to take the opposite.
1: Now, absolutely,
0: I do want to stress in the states that like um, this is the thing I think a lot of people don't realize is that the Republican Democrat. They're the, you know, they're different sides of the same coin. They're basically the same. Different Doesn't different matter. flavors
1: of vanilla, baby. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> People, left Left-leaning things get lumped in with Democrats, uh, you know, for a couple of reasons. One of them is that in the U.S., because there's only two political parties, uh, and obviously we know Republicans are super right-leaning. So if you're left-leaning, that's definitely not where you're going to end up. So your only other option is to go into the uh, Democrats. The other thing is that Democrats, even though they technically are like Republican light, they will take they will live with the perception that they're left leaning because that gives them broad support for people who are left leaning or people who are like center or undecided. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go with them because it's their only other option. Exactly. So they benefit from having that, you know, play into their favor. But for the most part. Uh, when you look at actual policy and laws enacted by either party they end up basically being the same thing maybe not as extreme from the democrat side but definitely the same same ideas kind of thing right like they're going to be also against this idea of of medicare for all even though they may say that oh yeah it's a good idea right kind of thing like I think of all like the major candidates in the last like election cycle, I think Bernie Sanders was the only person who's really saying like this is something that I want to happen. Other people maybe like some sort of a hybrid system or something along the lines more than what currently is available in the US will go to. But no yeah. one's like, we must have Medicare for all, because there is no legit reason for to argue against it. Like I've not heard anything that says that. But when you look in the you know how it's talked about in articles. And TV shows and all that stuff the 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 right-leaning side is basically saying that like this is a bad idea for like political like ideological reasons not for actual practical mm-hmm. reasons that I can I can find so this will help shape someone who is center or undecided on this, right? The, like young kids and stuff who don't know, who aren't like maybe mature enough to kind of like formulate their own thoughts. This is what, you know, people are being bombarded with. It's how it's going to frame the conversation because, oh, we don't want to give stuff for free to people. You can't have people freeloading, right? Because then why, why they're not going to do anything like, you know, they're not going to take it out of themselves. You know, the, where's the personal responsibility? That's what it comes down to, it's right? Like we nonsense, talked about personal freedoms and all that stuff, right? So how this gets talked about is, you know, it's going to frame people's minds because they're going to be like, yeah, no mm-hmm. one should get that that for free. That's not that's not fair. But like when you think about it, it's like, why is that a bad idea? Like, why should anyone not be able to get help if they need help in, yeah. in a medical, uh, you know, situation? Because the stuff's expensive. Part of the system is that, like, yeah, the stuff is uh, stuff's expensive. So, because in that Forbes article, when they talk about like. You know something like Medicare for all. They're saying that like when they're trying to say that there's a you know a liberal bias in like all these different publications, and all that stuff. Uh, you know something like that idea gets propped up in like social media and like regular traditional news media as a good idea, right? But like if I take yeah. the conservative approach, where this is bad, this is going to get you know I'm going to get hate on that, and it's like well because I'm conservative and I'm trying to espouse my conservative views, and it's like well people aren't hating on you or pushing back on you because you're conservative. They're pushing back no. on you because you're you want something that's going to be more harmful to people. Yeah, and that's I think the you that's touched the on complaint.
1: Yeah, and I think you've touched on something that's like really apparent to me in this idea of liberal bias, right? Is this idea of the right uh needing and perpetuating uh, a narrative of victimization yes right like people on the right are always like are always the victim they're always the one that's like that are never that are being silenced even though they are the loudest ones in the room
0: right yeah, they have a platform get, to complain they, on Yeah.
1: exactly and they get to, but they get to have that plot those platforms we became a, it's kind of a self-fulfilling fulfilling prophecy right like because like because they can claim that other that other that news media is left is left-leaning and or has liberal bias they can be even louder right mm-hmm. and that idea of like they're the ones that are being trounced upon and everyone's like oh everyone's hating on me for being conservative lets that like gives them an allowance to be to be the biggest worst assholes in the room at least in terms of voicing their opinion and continuing to feel like the victims in this situation right mm-hmm. uh something that i wanted I mean, you were i wanted to read it uh, uh, a passage from yeah my uh, passage i wanted to read a part a line <laughs> from this article yeah, uh that hits to what you're talking about in terms of the, the medicare stuff to talk about like to, to really illustrate this kind of re- uh, the rhetoric of liberal bias in written the written form <laughs> and so it's like so <laughs> so it, it's talking about like how in the 2019 presidential debate uh, was apparently underscored by a uh, big pro government progressivism of journalists. Uh, so it's like, so it goes uh, no moderators ask questions. What are you going to do to get government out of healthcare? Uh-huh. That would be a stunner. No, quite the contrary. The candidates were actually asked if their plans would extend healthcare to citizens of foreign countries present in the United States. It uh, goes on to talk about like they did like a, uh, a hands raised question that people can see. Uh, and the guy and the the writer the writer of this article goes on to go uh, all on stage candidates that for answered in the affirmative. There's there's a video of it. Uh, Republicans long ago were mocked for saying Medicare would lead to domestic socialism and single payer, effectively turning America's doctors into federal government employees, uh, and in turn reliably left of center voters. We somehow arrived in the U.S. to point that med- to a point also this article is terribly written there's yes. plenty of typos uh we somehow arrived in the u.s to a point that media is all in on non-criticism of socialism there was no follow-up are you nuts question
0: <laughs> which is like right it's see, like what uh, are you arguing there so people shouldn't yeah. <laughs> be able to like of course everyone should be able to get treated by like a doctor or need, get surgery if they need it Wh- that's a stupid idea we shouldn't allow that and it, like
1: how does that make any sense I know. And the thing about this sentence is like, uh, and you know, I love, I love, love this when fucking people say this kind of thing. It really, when you look into, when you look a little deeper into this, it's the idea that like, oh, well, there should have been, either that that question should, not that that question should not have come up, right, about liberal, about healthcare in the United States, but that there should have been a counter question of being like, Oh well, what about the other side of this? Right, right. Both what about thing, yeah. getting get? What about getting? What about getting government out of healthcare? Mm-hmm. Right, which is the apparently the Rep- the Republican view or the the right the right leaning view in this scenario, right? Mm-hmm. And this idea of sharing both sides of showing both sides is a hallmark of like uh rhetoric of of like that of political rhetoric of like well, well no one's talking about what we what our side is they're yeah. only it's not <laughs> see and it, it's it's very and it's a it's a real it's actually really clever to be like, look, they're not talking about our position, so clearly they must be biased against us uh-huh. right uh-huh. when in reality, if it was something that was on a national level to be discussed if if one of the proponents of this of this presidential debate was trying to advocate to get the government out of healthcare they would have talked about it mm-hmm. right or like it, it seems inconceivable of me in a, uh, to me in a, to the, to say that in this in a kind of world where uh, a news co- there are news coverage of like a presidential election they would leave out key things like that and that's not to say that that doesn't happen right like news media definitely edits quotes they edit footage of like things to show what the to show what they want to be able to show, right? Yeah. But on something like this, <laughs> like it was like the, this person is literally talking about the Democratic presidential debate, right? They're try they're going to be covering the issues that are being covered in that thing. Um, it's it, it's 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 very it's it's kind of crazy for me that they formulated the argument of like, well, they're clearly biased because they're not talking about I don't know, not giving uh re- removing fucking uh the rights to trans kids to get like their to for gender affirmation surgery or something like that right it's just not part of their platform why would they be talking about
0: it yeah and that, that leads to like another issue there that you said where it's just like you know we just have to see the opposite of 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 what they're saying mm-hmm. so like that question there like no one said like why <clears throat> Well, the author's arguing that no one said like no one pushed back in terms of, like the media and saying that you know all of all all left leaning ideas are immediately accepted as good, which is not true. That's not true. Not true, right? And I think it's somewhere in the article they try to argue that like Google and like Twitter are like left leaning companies or whatever. Right? You hear a lot of this, especially yeah. like Twitter. Uh, you know, being like left leaning social media, right? People Get
1: even on... for socialism.
0: Yeah, and like that uh, right right wing people, right leaning people are um you know silenced are silenced you know by twitter because they get like tweets deleted or they get like warnings put up on their posts and same thing like with facebook and stuff it's like like that stuff only come like twitter again a company like twitter again is a company like they are way more uh, interested in maintaining the status quo and the only reason why they even censor or edit or take down accounts or posts or anything like that is because they are hounded and, hounded and hounded and hounded and hounded. And so they see it as like a liability yeah, to public, their bottom line. Pressure. Yeah, exactly. If it's a liability to your bottom line, that's the only time companies act, right? Mm-hmm. And and so the idea that like news media or social media or any companies or whatever discipline or talk about left-leaning points as though like they just accept them all willy-nilly, it's like, well, no, 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 no. that just comes from people talking about this for so long or having an impact yeah. on it for so long that finally they'll be like okay we'll finally do it kind of thing it's not like, an immediate acceptance what's that
1: and it's kind of it's kind of nuts to me uh that like that idea that that logic uh, or that that notion of like social media being left-leaning oh, when God. like it gives it allows for so much awful awful breed like Things to 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 breed on the internet, right? Like Twitter and Facebook for the longest time, and still do. Like are breeding grounds for far right movements. Uh, like to turn to try to get people onto their side, right? Uh, for that kind of thing. A- and there's no regulation of that kind of thing, which is why it, they're able to get away with it, right? like or the or bots trans or um, spreading misinformation right the article actually goes into like well they call it misinformation but uh really uh it's all uh, it's, it's spreading <laughs> spreading left wing propaganda like it's a recorded fact that that social media is used in these kinds of ways right uh-huh. to promote and engender uh more far right movements, more hate groups, right, get to surface on social media like that. Uh it's just crazy for that to be a fact and for somebody to still go, well, no, the clearly the LGBTQ agenda is what Facebook really wants.
0: Right-leaning people, like yeah, eventually they may get like censored by, you know, like being deep platform or something like that. But again, like I said, that Mm -hmm. takes years. In years, and they have to say really horrible stuff before any of these companies act. I mean, I understand the surface level, uh, you know, because a a lot of companies, corporations want to give the idea or give the perception that they're progressive, right? Like, oh, it's Pride Mm -hmm. Month, so we'll... You know, oh, for sure. change our logo to like a rainbow logo. So that way, you know, we love the gays and, and LGBTQ and yeah. everyone else and trans and we love you all. Right. But, you know, on something like YouTube, it's like how many hateful people are on there espousing, you know, hatred of people who are gay yep. or people who are trans. Right. Yep. There's plenty of, you know, big YouTube channels that do this. And the reason why they stay uh, is because. They generate clicks, they generate revenue, right? They bring them that money. So if you're bringing in that money, is YouTube really going to go, well, technically, this doesn't fall into our leftist ideals for the site that we want. (laughs) Uh, You know, YouTube doesn't actually have that or Google doesn't actually have that, but. Right, the facade that we like to portray no, if ourselves any, if as
1: anything, you know. yeah. If anything, community guidelines on YouTube, quote big air quotes around that, yeah. uh, have been used to stifle the voices of uh, quote unquote, left leaning YouTubers, right? They it's like talking about like the community guidelines posts have been used to you know, uh, remove videos of LGBTQA creators um people trying to show uh atrocities happening in other parts of the world, right? Like it's very easy for them to for to, to have and to have been done like that, right? But as you've said, right? Hate groups and other and other fireworkers get a lot of momentum on this and they don't want to shut it down because it's getting clicks. It's getting yeah. all the clicks be beat. It makes money. Uh something something that I that, that came up to me as we were talking about this is like another kind of I get not hypocritical, but very like, oh it's interesting to see you think that kind of way about the idea of liberal bias coming from like a right-wing kind of uh, person is that you typically uh, somebody with that kind of mentality is so like balls deep into the idea of free speech, Mm -hmm. but, 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 Oh, but no, we can't let (laughs) free speech, but only, only if the media is not left leaning, apparently like, what a fucking conundrum! Oh man, I can't believe you, I can't believe we can have our we want to have our free speech, but we can't eat it too. What the
0: fuck? <laughs> no, anytime people go on a free speech, I mean they don't care about free speech. It's only free speech for what they want exactly. for their point of view. Because exactly. anytime it's like someone who isn't uh, aligned with them politically, like those people are, you know, nowhere to be found, kind of thing. And you see it like with the uh, you know right to protest. Uh, you know, Black Lives Matter people, uh, you yes. know, people against uh, police brutality, go out and uh, you know to exercise their freedom of uh, uh, the freedom of speech rights. You know to say, hey, we, you know we're 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 against this. And then you know what's the government mm-hmm. response, right? Which is uh, more police brutality. And most of the time, and even how they're talked about in the news media. So when we talk about liberal bias, I'm like, this isn't liberal bias because if there was liberal bias, they would be criticizing the state. But none of these newspapers or news networks or any of that no one criticizes the actions of the government right anytime you see it like they call them riots you know so when violence breaks out at a protest let's say for like black lives matter it was a violent protest right but they never talk about how most of the time uh it's police who even instigate the violence right absolutely they will do things uh, well because who's going to stop them right like No one can literally uh, come up there and and stop them from doing the thing that they're doing because they are the state. Uh, But that's not talked about. That's not discussed. It's always, uh, you know, how hard the police jobs are at maintaining peace. And, you know, they have to make difficult decisions, you know, and sometimes, you know, they have to get violent if the situation calls for it. Now, I understand if it is an active danger situation, sure, you know, force Mm -hmm. might be necessary. But a lot of the time they go after people who are peaceful protests. I remember in Toronto when they had the G7. Or G twenty, I think it was the bigger one. The G twenty or whatever it is, I don't know the name of the groups. Uh, you know, where they have all like the <laughs> leaders coming from uh you know, like I guess like top twenty countries uh, in the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, and there's like massive rioting in Toronto, like I've never seen before. It was it was for me, it was very discerning because it's like this is not like the city that like I know. Yeah, uh yeah. being here in Montreal. You know, riots happen over hockey games. I'm, you know, if a riot breaks out here in Montreal, I'm like, okay. I, I was there in like 2008 or whatever. When, when, were you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I went with a, f- a bunch of friends. We we watched um the hockey game at um the Casual Sport, which is like a restaurant. I don't know if it's still at the Bell Center, but it was at the Bell Center.
1: Oh, so we went yeah. to eat
0: there. So we're at the Bell Center, but not actually at the hockey game, but in like a restaurant in the Bell Center. And then after they won, everyone started going crazy it was just at the start of, like, this, this riot where people, you know, just started, like, turning over cars. And, and, so, and this was just, like, a playoff series win. This wasn't even, like, winning the Stanley Cup or nothing of like that. This wasn't even yeah. being upset at losing the Stanley Cup like they rioted in Vancouver when that happened, right? This was just we won a playoff series, right? So that made sense to me. I was like, okay, you know, people here, they get excited. It's okay. But when I saw in Toronto, I was just like, whoa, this is not like anything I've ever seen. And I just remember seeing on the news, no one questioned the tactics of the police, right? It was just like, oh, it's so difficult, you know, like, you know, when to use force, you know, they're under constant danger because, you know, Black Block, that's what I guess what they call like Antifa back in the day. It was a Black Block, which was people who would be dressed in all black, cover oh. their face, uh, who would come out to cause cause mayhem and chaos and stuff which when you have large protests you will have some people who want to cause mayhem and this gives them a perfect excuse to kind of come out and do that right you can't mm-hmm. stop people from doing that i mean there was some kind of pushback but it wasn't like majority of the pushback because some people were like you know well how come because like i said there were there were things destroyed windows smashed uh you know cars overturned and lit on fire right so people some people were saying well how come the police couldn't stop that Right, because a lot of the people that they were arresting, arresting, were the peaceful demonstrators. Like there were people who were sitting yeah. down, you know, not causing violence, not being destructive, not you know resorting to chaos and all this stuff. But they're the ones that get kettled, you know, and trapped and arrested. And Kettling is like when uh, at an intersection or at a street uh, area, the police block off all exits, so you're literally trapped. So every every direction you look, there's a line of cops, so you can't leave. And so they trap you in and then they come in and arrest you and they could even beat you before they arrest you. Right. So some people were saying, you know, why, why are these peaceful protesters getting arrested? But you couldn't stop all the violence from happening. Right. And we've seen the same thing with these um, protests, uh, the trucker convoy thing. Right. Which we talked about last time, which, um, you know, the police response was different. Right. Because this was a a thing that ideologically the police are on the same side compared to you know people who are native who protest or something like black lives matter and stuff like that right the police were very chummy you know just like oh you know how you doing kind of thing right and some people were like uh, like a little bit of people were like i saw a few news articles about this people being like why are the police doing their job right like they're supposed to take these because they're not protesting at this point right and Mm -hmm. I, i know like very easily when it's again protests where the political ideology does not align with maintaining the status quo, very easily those demonstrations can be called illegal. And they come in yeah. and say, oh, no, your protest is illegal. We're shutting you down. All right. Uh, in this case, in the trucker convoy thing, like what they were doing was illegal. Like, you know, they were like blocking traffic. They're making, uh you know, a ton of noise, like disturbing the peace, you know, blaring their horns. It wasn't just, you know, we're here to voice our displeasure. It was, you know, we're here to cause chaos, although it wasn't necessarily violence in terms of like, I think, fires and stuff being started. But, you know, a lot of people were being like, where are the police? Like, why? Like, what is your job? Why are you here if you're not like taking this down? Right. So we see Literally. a very different response. And like I said, there wasn't a lot of pushback in the news media on that idea of like why aren't the cops doing their job? I saw a couple of things because some politicians were speaking out and some, you know, residents of like of Ottawa were speaking out against that, being like, what's going on here? Why aren't the police doing what they're supposed to be doing? But in the name mm-hmm. uh, if this was the liberal bias, wouldn't you be all over that? Like I don't see that's yeah. the thing. I don't see anything questioning the the status quo that we have here. In news media, nothing ever does. So, the word, so I don't want to hear about liberal bias or none of that stuff because nothing yep. is there to question anything.
1: No, no, I think I yeah I completely agree with you. Right, like if there was liberal bias in our news, yeah, every like okay, uh, a big thing that got a lot of news attention at least in Canada uh, in the summer, right, was the. Uh, discovery of the unmarked graves at yes. Can- at resident, old residential school sites, yeah. right? Uh, which, if you don't know, Canada, for a while after its founding, uh, had this, this system called residential schools where they brought in Native Canadians, Indigenous people, uh, to raise them the right way, uh, or the white way, and totally beat the Indian out of them to save the child. Is what's, well, the uh, idea that was, was to, to
0: civilize... Uh, The native uh, people, because this long held European view when people first colonized uh, North and South America that the indigenous people that lived here are Mm. uncivilized and it's our duty as civilized people. And the same thing happened in the African continent. Uh, It's our duty to bring civilization to these people, right?
1: Yeah, to the savages.
0: Yeah, because they're, yeah, exactly. They're wild, they're savage. Like we need to make sure that they're educated, basically. And so part of that was taking children because it's like yeah. well the uh, the adults they argue tougher time but if we have kids they're young easily to mold yeah. easier to mold these
1: these 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 school systems literally well not the school systems the people who ran them like separated children from indigenous children from their families like beat them uh rape them all in the name of you know civilizing them right tons of atrocities people died and in the summer because uh, some of these places are still around right they're not being used in in the way that they were but they Yeah the still property around. still exists yeah The property still exists and they found uh, it was in B.C., I believe. uh, And they started finding even more like uh, remains of indigenous people of indigenous people who had died under that care. Right. And it was a whole hullabaloo. Right. I think that lasted, what, two weeks? Something
0: like that. And that's only if you're paying attention do you remember the, like you were paying attention. The, the party plane? Yes. Over, the, the, over plane. the over the winter? <laughs> yep. So if you didn't yep. hear, but this this was big enough to make like international news. So there was a pe- bunch of people from Quebec <laughs> <Just nuts. laughs> who took a flight down to Mexico. as a charter flight, which is, I guess, some kind of semi-private. I, I don't fly a lot, so I don't know exactly what a charter flight is, but I guess it's like you no, pay no. personally for the plane uh, from an airline to like take it down or whatever. And so on this flight to Mexico, they were basically you know throwing caution to the wind flouting all the rules right they were partying they were like i guess probably smoking and like vaping and like drinking right and you're you're supposed to like sit down in the excuse me in the plane and in your seat and you know like you would in a normal commercial flight just like you know behave yourself and maintain you know the things Mm -hmm. you're supposed to do but you know they were just basically going hog wild having a crazy ass party in the air and you know as people do you know you got to post it To your socials, otherwise, you know, who's going to know what you're doing if you don't? And so this got out, obviously, because if you're posting it, everyone's, you know, going to see it. Right. And so people are freaking out about this. Right. It was in like it got responses from like all political leaders and stuff about how irresponsible, which is true. They are irresponsible. That is true. I'm not going to argue that.
1: Oh, yeah, we're not condoning that. <laughs> you
0: know, they should have not, you know, been drinking and smoking and doing all this stuff on a plane. Uh, you know, part of it, again, was flouting the COVID regulations, right? So no one's wearing masks. Yes. Well, obviously, you know, you're in a very confined space in a, in a plane kind of thing. But the amount of talk and, uh, you know, airtime and discussion that this got was like nothing compared to anything else that's probably more no- noteworthy. Like one of the things that I was yeah. watching we talked about How, uh, because part of this was um, the COVID regulations, right, that were being flouted, kind of thing, Mm. right. So this again, you tell me if this is liberal, liberal bias here. So here we're talking about this party plane, right? Pretty inconsequential. Although yes, they're flouting the rules. They shouldn't have been flouting the rules in terms of that, but fine. I mean, it's one plane that goes down in Mexico. It's a charter plane, it's private plane. You know, it's not on a. They actually
1: got turned back around, didn't they?
0: No, 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 They landed in Mexico, and the issue was oh, that they, they couldn't landed? get oh. home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because I, by the time I think it made the popular news, they were already there, but a lot of them had trouble getting flights back because a lot of planes were like, oh, we're mm-hmm. banning them, we're banning them, right, because they didn't follow the rules right. kind of thing. And, uh, you know, just very quickly, obviously airports, airplanes are a place of lawlessness, so anything goes in an airport, so I hate airports because – you can get arrested and detained for no reason, and you have true, zero no, it's rights. True. Like, it's, it's, it's scary really, it's if things really go bad for you at an airport or on an airplane. Yeah. But anyways, right? You tell me if this is liberal bias here. So we hear about that, right? We heard about, you know, how disrespectful these people were. Like I said, this is one plane, uh, you know, of however many people, 50 people, let's say, whatever. All right. How many... People have heard of, you know, the COVID outbreaks at a bunch of factories and, and and plants that have been having to continue forcing their workers to continue working despite, you know, like I said, massive COVID outbreaks, right? Where was all the outrage at that? Where's mm. the even reporting? Like, it was barely mentioned. Like, I've heard it, like, very briefly, like, like, at a lot of meat packing plants. And I think in the, I in the saw U.S. I US. on
1: social media, honestly. And yeah,
0: in, in the U.S., I think, of, like, Tesla plants and stuff like that, people, there's outbreaks of COVID, but people force Coming to come into work, right? Doesn't matter. You know, I'm working, you know, I got like 10 people around me on this, you know, assembly line or whatever it is. And, you know, was, well, was several of us have COVID, but, you know, I still have to go to work. I'm sick. I still have to come to work. Where was the outrage on that, right? Like, yeah. But because business has to keep going. That doesn't matter. That's not important. Right. So, again, you
1: you would think the liberals would be would be upset about that. No,
0: no talk about that. I mean, there might have been like a couple of articles, but in the large popular discourse that didn't make international news anywhere. Right. No one talked about it. It Didn't get comment from the prime minister or any of the premiers or anything like that or any, uh, you know, big uh, political pundits or news reporters. Like, no, 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 no discussion about that. Right. So. Where's this bias I've heard so much about then, right?
1: Yeah, I think there's a distinction to make. Like, people are, like, and that, and you, you just hit on it, right? Like, it's not, I think, I don't think we're saying that there aren't news sources, news outlets that are more left-leaning. Like, because those certainly exist, right? Like, there are news outlets that have, that take a more leftist stance on, like, uh, things that they talk about, right? Sure. But when people talk about liberal bias in quote unquote the media, they're talking about it at large.
0: Yeah, the popular and, and for news very media.
1: popular the popular and, news media. And as Pav just astutely pointed out, they don't they don't give a shit about that kind of thing. No, they don't slant their stuff to slight you.
0: No, because they don't want to push back against business, right? That's the whole Ew. point, right? Like they are part of the, the capitalist system that we live in. So they want to maintain the status quo. You don't have any large scale news media organizations that are going to push back on the status quo. No, I mean they may run like one or two people or something like that. That kind of maybe sort of you know, like an op-ed, you know, right? Like just think about it, kind of thing. We're going to push back very mm -hmm. lightly, but there's never been any large scale. Like I said huge pushback because they're part of the system. They want to maintain the system for their own ends. Right. Like when you talk about things mm-hmm. that are clickbaity or headline grabbing, you know, they got to move the papers right? kind of thing. Uh, you know, that's, that's their goals. Like they just want to generate money, which is why something like CBC just as an example, because government funded, although it does have to compete with other things. So it kind of, uh, I'm not saying CBC doesn't have its own problems. It does. Uh, but the idea it does, that they're
1: not, they're paragraph
0: that, Uh, At least in terms of like funding and stuff, they don't have to compete in terms of like, oh, we need to get news clicks. Right. So we have to put out, you know, this kind of clickbaity stuff or we don't want to push back on the system because, you know, we're also part of that system. So when you have things that are Mm -hmm. like publicly funded like that, there's a less kind of reliance on that. It's the same thing for like our projects and stuff like that uh, a lot of stuff For that sure. gets that gets funded by like government programs and don't get me wrong there are issues with you know who is able to get funding from these government programs but a lot of stuff that does get funded is stuff that wouldn't be commercially viable under like a no. private system right so if it is something that yeah. is questioning the status quo kind of thing it's less likely that you know someone's gonna want to take that up You know, as an endeavor, because they're like, well, this isn't this is very critical of the system that I'm trying to, you know, that I that I abide by. And so I don't think that this thing that's highly critical of it is going to like sell super well. So I don't want to invest my money in that kind of thing. Right.
1: For sure. Which is really funny because I feel like a lot of people who have uh, this kind of uh, this kind of mentality are very distrustful of government funded like news sources or.
0: Yeah, and in conservative circles definitely a lot of th- pushback against like something like the CBC right? because they just say except they, I don't think they have this opinion if there's a conservative government in power but definitely no. if there is a liberal government in power then it, the liberals, you know yeah. this this point is made more often I would say or more emphatically compared to uh, like I said when there's a conservative government in power but yeah they definitely push back against uh you know government funding because they're saying that Oh, well, you're funded by the government, so you're just going to parrot what the government tells you to do, which doesn't mm-hmm. really, other than, again, maintaining the status quo of the system that we live in. But they don't explicitly publish things that are party line with, like, the liberals, for example, no. right? Like, they they don't do that. And a lot, of, a lot of investigation that comes into stuff about, like, the government comes from the CBC, right? So, yeah. I surprisingly
1: yeah I would not
0: go as far to say like you know their government propaganda which is how they're portrayed by people who are right-leaning in Canada yep right it's not something like Russia today like in Russia which is basically state-owned state-sponsored propaganda right that is not what the CBC does and same in the UK because they get this too with the BBC because that's also government funded where um you know people who don't like the BBC say oh they just do whatever the government tells them and it's like "Mm, generally that's not that's not how it works. Uh, just a couple things before uh, we end, because you know we're almost at an hour, or just over an hour. A couple things, just to to kind of uh, illustrate again this lack of liberal bias. So the other day, I came across uh, this video of uh, Sinead O'Connor. You know Sinead, right? Oh yeah, okay, right. Nothing, you, nothing compares to you. She's an Irish, Irish singer, yeah, a performer, musician. Uh so she is someone who is very vocal and critical of our entertainment slash news media society interesting in general didn't know know about her oh you didn't know that about her okay so oh. okay this may be news to you but uh so she was very popular uh late 80s early 90s when she first started coming up like through i mm. guess the system right as like um again a female uh artist performing artist singer uh, and a lot of what she spoke up about was, again, injustice and inequality that exists in our society and especially that exists within the music industry, right? So she's someone that spoke up about that, like very explicitly, not even just kind of like wishy washy. I'll just kind of say this so I sound good. She was like, no, no, there are very clearly evil and bad things that go on here, and I don't want to support them. I want to bring attention to them so that we can have, you know, a better society. So I saw a clip of her on the Arsenio Hall show because she was nominated for several grammys i think in 1990 1991 or something like that and she was like i'm going to boycott the grammys like i'm not gonna go because wow. it's bs which all this will be an episode for another day basically award oh, shows sure. are meaningless but right she was like award shows uh, are meaningless because uh, like i said uh, you know the music industry is um evil and you know does a lot of harmful things to a lot of people as we've seen, well, not music necessarily, but definitely film industry, right? We had, like, you know, the Me Too stuff, uh, and yeah. Time's Up, right? Uh, things that have come out of, you know, people like Bill Cosby, uh, you know, like Harvey Weinstein all that stuff. That happens in all mm-hmm. industries, right? It's not just those ones. Those are the ones that just happen to be more in the news, I guess, or more popular. Yeah. But Sinead O'Connor was talking about this stuff back in the early 90s, right? And... She's someone who was shunned basically from popular culture and all these systems, wow. right? Because the, you, again, you don't want people calling attention to the flaws mm-hmm. or to the problems that exist within our status. Oh, sorry. Within our society, right? You, you want to maintain mm-hmm. the status quo. One of the things that she did was, this is what really like, I guess you could say broader infamy or ruined your career. However you want to look at it. She was on Sat- Saturday night live and she did a performance. And at the end of her performance uh, of like Bob Marley's war, she said, fight the real enemy or fight the real power or something. And had a picture of Pope John Paul II and tore it up. Right. Whoa. And this was a protest against sexual abuse that had been going on in the Catholic church. Right. But this is like 1992, I think. So this is Mm. way before uh, what happened more recently where actually these things, you know, did come out, although nothing really happened, but there was the general acknowledgement by society at large of this stuff happening, right? But she was saying it like twenty years before. Yeah. And, oh man. You know this liberal bias didn't do anything, and they, you know, she was shunned. She was, you know, like a pariah. Like she was like not welcomed anywhere, right? Like I'm sure it was probably very stressful for her.
1: I'm uh, sure. Know. And doing
0: that but like there wasn't you know this big parade you know we're gonna go with this it was like no like everyone was angry right it was yeah. like oh you can't do this you can't do this right like so where's this liberal bias like that's that's what i want to <laughs> right like they should be promoting this right because she's you know promoting absolutely more leftly like, definitely taking on something like the catholic church which proved out which proved to be true right yeah at the time it was unclear if this this was actually happening uh, like when I was a kid, like I remember hearing slash reading about it. And, and in the years since, you know, I've read slash heard about it, right? Because it gets talked about in big like music moments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until, I don't know, like four or five, ten years ago where people were actually like, oh, no, this is actually a huge problem where like priests are sexually abusing, uh, you know, huge. people, uh, children, whatever. And the church basically knew about it, but no one really did. We'll just move you around. Like, we'll just keep it on the down low. Like, right. Mm -hmm. no one no one's talking about this so where's this bias i've heard about right like that's what i'm saying it's all right leaning because it's all about maintaining maintaining the status quo right we want to maintain these power structures so we can keep doing what we're doing basically and the last thing i'll just uh, touch on here before we end is that during the pandemic so far uh, a lot of companies have had record profits right Like, think about that. Think about how we're told about how, you know, being workers in in our society, about, you know, how, uh, you know, we are bad, you know, if you want like workers rights and stuff, you want like, uh, you know, breaks, the basic things, Mm -hmm. fair wages, right? Oh, we can't pay you, you know, more than minimum wage or below your value if you're not someone at minimum wage. Because we just can't afford it. Yet, you know, here we have all these companies making record profits. And the other thing that really pisses me off about this is that a lot of these companies, large corporations, I'm not talking about little small businesses, although they have their issues too. Uh, During the pandemic, the government of Canada, and I'm sure maybe other parts of the world too, I don't know, but definitely here in Canada, uh, there was a government program to subsidize uh, worker pay, Mm. right? So if you're a business Right. You're obviously hit by these hard economic times, the pandemic just coming in, a lot of incurred expenses may have to have had to let people go because of declining sales, whatever. So here we will subsidize employee, uh, you know, pay. Yeah.
1: Excuse me. I hadn't even heard of that.
0: Oh, yeah. That was definitely a thing. Guess how many companies, you know, took that large companies like Rogers and Bell and stuff. Right. Yeah. Take those take those subsidy programs. They don't need it, but they still take it because, like, hey, free money. I will take free yeah. money. They get the money, have record profits, and then still lay off employees.
1: And still lay off employees. That's
0: right. Crazy. And how how much of this did you hear in the news? I didn't
1: I didn't hear any of this.
0: Right? Like I didn't know that. There may be like one or two articles like that, that I came across. And how much of this is in the general discourse? None of Jesus. it. No one talks about this, right? So where where is this? liberal bias then right because this railing against you know abuse here by by corporations uh you know what you will hear talk back on is like oh government should be giving money out to people to individuals but to companies oh yeah yeah just give them all the money Mm -hmm. right -hmm. so
1: that's nuts i think and something that I've, i've been thinking about as you've been like bringing up these two different points is like something you've kept saying is like oh maybe i've seen it like once or twice yeah Uh, And I think the the myth of liberal bias is perpetuated because the people who are looking for it really cherry like are able to find that one or two and take and like and spread it to be to make it seem like that is the norm. Right. Like they'll bring up one or two examples and they'll be like, look, it's everywhere when really it is just one or two. Yeah. Smaller. There's that that talk about it. Right.
0: The constant complaining about it. Right. So you just keep saying it enough and then people will. Think it's true because, like, oh well, you keep talking about it, right?
1: So it has to be right. So yeah,
0: <laughs> it's like when people talk about, you know, PC culture has gone too far, right? And you hear this especially around Christmas time. A small little tangent before we end, right? The oh more on God. Christmas stuff, right? Like, oh, we're not allowed <laughs> to say Christmas and blah blah blah, right? But like,
1: when we you think about, about it, about that's that not thing.
0: true because it's like, first of all, once Halloween is done, you know it's Christmas, like. There is no way you can live in our like modern <laughs> society and not know it's Christmas time. Okay? It's true. We all know. We all have Christmas songs, right? Those that Mariah Carey one that's been memed, right? All I want for Christmas is you. Hello. Where was that censored, right? When did that get changed yeah. to, like, yeah. all I want for the holidays are you or something, right? This has never, <laughs> never happened, but all you hear about constantly. I want that. <laughs> all you hear about constantly is how we're not allowed to say Christmas anymore, Right. Even though Christian holidays yeah. are the only things that are mandated by the government as actual biggest, statutory yeah. holidays. Literally. Right. Like what, what, what is that? Right. There's nothing that dissuades people from saying, I mean, companies do it again because they they find it for them as a way to maximize sales. Right. Why yeah. do I just want to appeal to Christians, even though they may not be, you know, super hardcore religious Christians, but. Right. Let's say that's 70 percent of the population are Christian or Mm -hmm. I can appeal to 100 percent of the population by just saying happy holidays. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. But there's no there's no government mandates. There's no policy in effect. There's nothing like that that stops people. from from literally. Christmas or using Christmas or anything
1: like that. It's the rage against just the smallest, most inconvenient, like nonsensical thing that is endemic of that kind of thing. Right.
0: Exactly. Right. So well, there you go. That's that's basically why I believe that there is a conservative or right-leaning bias and no there's really no liberal. Mm-hmm. There's no liberal bias because there's nothing out there again, that challenges the status quo to our uh, society. It's a hydra. Uh, as it is. Don't believe it. <laughs> so, we will end it there. So, uh, do you have anything that you want to plug in before we go?
1: Oh god. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the plug. Here's, here's my plugs.
0: (laughs) All right.
1: Uh, (laughs) I'm ready. uh, As always, I'm going to plug October Jones and Fish with Legs Fantasy Adventure Podcast. Uh, Pav and I have both been on it. Uh, We do great jobs. Uh, I did music for it, which has been a lot of fun. We're working on season two right now as we speak. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to plug myself. Uh, if you Hey, if you listen, do you like my voice? I do voice acting things. I do act regular acting things. I also do music things. Uh, if you want to, I don't have a website or anything yet, but you can just contact me on my socials. Uh, they're at Crustaceous. That's C-R-Z-U-Z-T-A-C-I-O-U-S. Uh, and I also... Uh, something that's been being fun now that things are opening up a little bit more is that, uh, the band that I play lead guitar for is doing, a, uh, so has organized some shows coming up. Uh, the band is, our band is called Favorite Daughter. Uh, we're an indie pop rock, uh, group. I play lead guitar. We're a lot of fun. We're having shows in Montreal, uh, like at the end of May and then in April, Ooh, nice. uh, sorry, end of March and then April and then May so uh, if you're interested in that kind of thing you can find us on socials favorite daughter Uh, and that's about that
0: all right awesome yeah so uh, check out all those things so uh, yeah music uh, for this episode and uh, all new episodes of Fame for the Bushes has been provided by Mia Pearson so this should be the theme that you're hearing now play as we end the show make sure you go check her out on SoundCloud so yeah that is it Uh, thank you so much for listening everyone uh, please stay safe uh, you know no war uh, I mean that'll probably be a topic for another day but no war uh, you know make sure you get vaccinated peace peace